Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Nature has a way of making its presence known. And this is, of course, all over the world, climate change, no climate change, a magnitude 7.8 magnet, magnitude earthquake hit in Turkey, in Turkey uh, yesterday and followed by another earthquake of over 7.5 uh, that hit in this afternoon, Monday afternoon, but obviously different time ahead in Turkey. And if you look where the earthquake is, the enormity of it, they say, could be felt as far as Israel. Uh, Certainly in Syria and Turkey, the most amount of damage seems to have been done. If you look at the map, you can see Lebanon. And the first person that I saw, at least as reported in the Times this morning, to offer humanitarian aid to Syria, which has no diplomatic relations with it, was Israel. But apparently humanitarian aid was uh, requested along diplomatic channels, and they are sending people right now to Syria to help. Russia is apparently sending people to Turkey to help. And as of the latest headline, 2,500 people are gone, but it could be significantly more than that because it is estimated in the hundreds of thousands of buildings, structures that have been completely decimated as a result of this earthquake. So that's what's happening around the world right now. Nature always, always has a way of changing, disrupting. Earthquakes are formed by the clashing of tectonic plates or the sliding of them underneath the ground. We know where these fault lines are, but the fault lines over the ground, gusts of wind, terrible flooding, whatever it is, as an individual homeowner with your individual single-family plot, if you have one, you look in your backyard sometimes and you say, there before the grace of God, go me and go my house. And that's what happened on Friday night when this enormous tree fell down and thankfully fell down very gracefully and literally just managed to not bother anything that was a structure in our home, but a few inches, a few feet to one direction, and it would have been a completely different story. Uh, I'm very grateful that through this show, Vicki McCarthy, who began as a caller and now has become a dear friend, uh, step, uh, came over this morning to assess our damage. And I asked her to come on today because you may have a tree question. 
you may want some knowledge about what to do. And I am going to be grieving over the loss of not this one tree that just fell down, but two more trees that Vicki tells me really ought to come down uh, because of the risk that they pose to others and because of the damage they've already sustained as trees because of the recent storms. Vicki McCarthy, who is a master gardener in our area, and a tree person, and a beekeeper. Welcome back to the Lisa Wexler Show. Good morning, Vicki. Hi. Good morning, Lisa. Thanks for having me on. Sure. So you came over this morning. Talk to us a little bit, generalize a little bit if you can, about as homeowners, how often and how should we be assessing the health of our trees? That's a great question. And... um, Everybody should just call an arborist. It usually doesn't cost you any money to have an arborist come over to take a look just in general at your whole landscape to see if they can visually assess and share their knowledge about anything that's hazardous. Tree doesn't really become hazardous until there's a target. And so especially those trees around your house proper or even neighbor's trees that you don't own that you might not look at could pose a risk to you. And an arborist is accustomed to looking for these kind of things. And it's what's interesting, the three trees I looked at today, one at your house and two at other houses, they all had rot situation in the roots. And you can't ever see the rot in the roots. But where there's rots in the roots, it's kind of like an old rotten windowsill where it looks solid, but then you start poking it and it gets really spongy and flaky. And when you've got roots that have that condition that are hidden underground, the wind just blows them over. And if your house is a target or your playset or an area where you're, you're, you know, picnicking a lot, they become hazardous. So sometimes an arborist can spot these things preventatively. But in your case, you have arborists on your property all the time. Sometimes you can't even see these things going on. So it's uh, preventatively helpful to have somebody over checking these things out. It's very difficult. So do you advise, if a tree is a so-called target, do you advise digging a little bit to look at the root? Like, how can you really do it? How can you tell? Yeah, um, you can predict You can predict which trees may have a rot in the root. We can look for things like mushrooms. Um, in your case, you have a little stone wall. A lot of, a lot of people have stone walls, so you've got roots that, you know, can't, really attach their roots deeply. These are all kinds of things to consider when you're looking at trees. Sometimes you can't see anything and you can only um, try to keep the trees in as good health through fertilization and trimming as possible if you want to keep trees, you know. So there's, there's a, there are a lot of considerations. If a tree has a diameter, this was a hickory tree that fell down and the, the trunk split in half. So it's like two trunks. But each trunk was a good 10 inches, maybe a foot in diameter. How old is that tree? Oh, what's interesting is you can't really tell the age of a tree by its diameter. Of course, it does give you clues. Yeah, interestingly, you could have like a little white pine that's two inches in diameter, be 100 years old and have a larger tree. Yeah, fascinating. Um, However... Having said that, the structure of the trees, as you said, is very important because, you know, you could have two stems that start rolling around with the wind and 
get weak versus a one stem tree. So the, the arborists, they're looking at all this stuff. What is the structure? What's the engineering factor of this tree? Uh, depending on the shape of it, everything comes into a, account. Um, generally, the trees, uh, you know, your house is built in the middle of a forest at one time. That forest probably is post post hurricane 1933. Um, they are all just native saplings that were there and created this beautiful copse of trees. And then when the builders come in to build your house, they just build around that. So the other way to tell the, the uh, age of the tree is when it's cut up, we can count the rings and we can tell by the growth rings how old that tree is. And um, you can even get a lot of data about the weather through the years and the decades by how wide or how narrow those growth rings are. So, so fun. We're chatting with Vicki McCarthy about trees. This is a hickory tree, I understand, that fell down on my property. And I'm told that there are woodworkers and people that like hickory. So do you know of a way that I could reuse this or is it just going to end up as mulch chips? I'd like somebody to be able to use the tree. I know how much you care about the trees, and <laughs> the do. wonderful thing is they are so sustainable. I love Shel Silverstein has, you know, that right. book called The Giving Tree That's because right. every inch of that tree, even if the 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 um, the arborist that's taking that tree away, even if they take it away and they put it somewhere, every little bit of that tree gets repurposed in some way, whether it's ground up into mulch or it's used for firewood. Hickory is an awesome firewood. It's one of the densest fibers and it's great for cooking like so we you know you can have an outdoor it. fire so we oh, should keep yeah, some great of it. for chicken yeah. and pork it has a beautiful uh flavor that it infuses so it's just a great wood and it's certainly well, it's just breaking my heart and you're telling me vicky you're telling me i have to cut down an oak tree which is the oh. only tree that gives me shade but you told me that one it's right in the wind path and if that one yeah. comes down it's taking my roof and it's oh, really it's, close. It's going to land right. I know. And, and the thing is, it's been compromised through previous storms because of that wind. So you have a hollow in the center of the tree, which uh. is not that prob- problematic. But the bulk of the weight of the crown literally is over your house. It's not even in balance. And trees put on muscle. So it's, it's, it's using its muscle not to fall down. But if it is compromised, and of course, the target is your house. <laughs> so... Um, we just have to think of how it makes way for different plantings. We can put some beautiful dogwoods there. You'll get different birds and different sunlight condition for different garden plants. And you can mourn the loss of the tree and welcome the new changes that are going to come to the yard. I feel like, I feel like there should be a ceremony to say goodbye <laughs> to this beautiful living creature. I do. Yeah. I'm going to have to make like a little prayer up to the heavens when you cut the tree down. Bothers me so much, but I know what you're saying. I'm looking at it, and half the trunks already shaved off from other storms. It's 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 damaged, but it hurts. Yes, and it's everything has its time. And you know, there was so much devastation with the hurricanes, where whole forests it looked like bombs went off, and there was a war zone. But nature does. We're actually overforested in Connecticut, believe it or not. As much as we love our trees, in the right right place, you know, right, right tree, right place. And we're overforested and it does block other animals from making their habitat. So nature does have a way of balancing things out as dramatic and as awful as it may seem. 
Um, I remember the forest in Easton got decimated, I think, with Sandy, and now it's just thriving with different habitat for different creatures. So nature is very wise. Um, there's a lot of unintended consequences to everything, whether it's natural or, or not. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. One thing I want to mention: if you're putting in a, a driveway for anybody that's putting in a driveway, or might be cutting for a generator, cutting lines for a generator, the contractor that is doing that is not thinking about the trees. So I have had a lot of problems with customers who've had a generator or a driveway put in where the contractor cut through one side of the route, but not the other. And in a strong wind, you get the potentiality of it falling over. Um, so that's something to be mindful about uh, when you, you know, getting prices to have other things done. Oh, interesting. So they have to see the big picture. Of course, I yeah. prefer gravel anyway instead of asphalt, yeah. which is going to let the which is going to let the water go down and feed whatever root systems are still there. Because if you have asphalt, oh, it's just going to run away. If you have gravel, at least it's going to go into the ground and do what it's supposed to do. Oh, and, yep, and, and you know what do they call that? Impervious pavers too, right? Uh, for letting grass grow up through them is fabulous. Because fabulous, also, yeah, yeah, because it's all about the soil pores, and that's what the roots need to be able to overreach and to, to anchor themselves. So when you've got drought, we're going to see a lot of tree problems because of last year's drought where the soil has lost its oxygen and the roots have gotten dehydrated. And so that's another good reason to go to gravel versus hard surfaces too. Um, yeah, you, so you were talking to me about the drought this morning. <laughs> you said that was one of the reasons why the tree fell. Could you explain that? What, what, what happened yeah. last year? Tell me about that. Um, you know, it's uh, we tend to look at the upper part of the tree and not think about there's a whole rhizosphere, a whole universe of roots underneath that we don't really think about. And it's all the little fine, juicy root hairs that help bring water and nutrients up to the tree to keep it alive. So when you have droughty conditions like we did past summer, um, you know, week after week, and Frankly, in the past decade, year after year, we've had drought conditions. All those little fine root hairs dry up, and then you get compaction in the soil, and that's where you get a lot of your root diseases from, your insects come in, and the tree has less anchoring ability. So um, it's just something that, you know, if you have a tree in an area where you're mowing your lawn or picking up leaves and it's not getting nutrients, like the tree's not in the forest, uh, fertilizing or putting biostimulants through arborist needles through a professional is a very good practice. 
to help the tree compensate for the losses that it had due to drought. So you're saying so, mowing a lawn around your trees, even though it looks pretty on the outside for people who like that look, is actually not terribly healthy for your trees. Is that what you're saying? Well, um, what I'm saying is we call that the managed environment. And it's perfectly fine to pick up your leaves, but it's not the tree does not have the same condition as it does when it is in the forest and the leaves just naturally fall down and give the nutrients back that tree. So I think it's okay to have a managed environment because we want to have safety from insects and safety and we want to have the beauty that our landscape provides when we have grass and lawn. But we do want to think about, you know, our favorite trees are not getting the same nutrients when we're raking the leaves. So that's my my long-winded answer. <laughs> oh, okay. So if we are yeah, going to rake the so. leaves around our trees and make it look pretty, you're saying we have to replace the nutrients that we're taking away because the leaves are not decomposing near the roots. Exactly. Especially when you've had droughty conditions the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's not always the budget. Not It's not always budget practical to be fertilizing everything. But where you have specimen trees, favorite trees, or if you start to see trees dying from the top because, mm-hmm. you know, they're lacking nutrients. Yeah, by all means, fertilize. Feed them. Feed them. Yeah, absolutely. Them. Yep, give them some help. And, and that helps stimulate new little roots. The roots are going to, if if that tree has new little roots, they're going to take care of themselves. They There's water and nutrients in the soil, but if they're very dehydrated, uh, they can't. They, they get dehydrated, and then the large roots, the anchoring roots, can't bring up the nutrients as well as the little roots. So that Vicky, fertilization. I have a question, Vicki McCarthy. <laughs> I don't know if you can answer this. This is a, a sort of a pragmatic business question, but I know you're in the business of consulting and helping people with their gardens and trees. Why is there such an enormous range uh, when it comes to um, arborists and cutting down our trees and doing the work? There's an enormous range in pricing for this kind of thing. I'm urging my own audience to get many estimates. We've been getting several. I just cannot believe yes. the range in price. What's that about? Oh, that's that's a great question, too. Um, my most important concerns for advising people is the range often, you've got to make sure you're getting apples to apples comparisons, first of all. Secondly, it's basically supply and demand. And you need a license um, to prune a tree because you literally, if you do not have the arboricultural knowledge, you could literally kill a tree through a bad cut. So having said that, not everybody has a license. Some landscapers expand their knowledge and they become people who take down trees. And then they they get confident about working with trees and they start pruning when they don't have a license. So, Mm. you know, there's a whole range of ability and you got to make sure that your people are licensed so they have the knowledge and that they're insured and you know it's supply and demand there are some people that are single operator owners they don't have the same liability insurance as somebody else maybe they don't have workers comp on their workers um so there's a whole (laughs) it's a whole bandwidth and you're right you can get a lot of different prices um, and winter is a great time for doing tree work. You usually can get a lower price job because um, nobody wants to talk about doing tree work in the winter. <laughs> right. And this has been but a very mild a winter. Time. 
So this yeah, particular winter is a good time to do it because it's been so mild. There's no ice. Uh, exactly. And, you know, yeah. trees are asleep in winter, and, and certain species benefit from winter pruning versus spring or summer pruning. So winter is a great time to do tree work and, and get different pricing. But um, you have to be careful, people using big equipment, that they're not going to run over your leach fields. They're not going to create right. more of a disaster where you have to have somebody come in and now you, you know, you might have gotten break on the tree work, but then you they trash your lawn and it costs you, you know. Right. Or they break a it. septic tank. God forbid. That's yeah, or right. They break it. Right. Right. So <laughs> right. there are a lot of considerations. It's a, it's a, it's a trick. Vicki McCarthy, thank you so much for educating us today. I guess we have to be looking up in the sky and mindful of all of this. And um, I'm counting on you to replace the trees. I'm counting on you. <laughs> we have, we're going to have some fun doing that. You're going to be happy when it's all over. We'll go through our grieving process and then we'll go on to some great planting in the spring. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.